This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division Two. Huddersfield. Oi. Thank you. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Stuffer Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! Hello and welcome to episode 174 of the Andy Takes That Chance podcast. Have we all had time to calm down yet? Town resplendent and pretty in pink rolled into the Welsh capital and Panther-like pounced for three points. Town are now just a whisker away from championship safety. Here this week to discuss the latest with myself, Matt Shaw. Fresh from being on the prowl in Wales today is Richard Cosy kosmala On the sneak back onto the pod and back home after his foray into the land of the dragon as well is Josh Phillips. And finally... A podcast debut for a man who's kissed all the girls on TV that you grew up liking. He's a fountain of knowledge. It's actor and town fan Chris Fountain. How are we doing, guys? Very good. Better than Let's Chris. Start. Chris did a run of marathon this time last week. Chris, I bet you feel more knackered. Oh, I've never left that bed, I reckon. I finally, I finally recovered now. I've had a week of doing absolutely nothing. I've just been a complete sloth. Watched all the football. Eating every takeaway known to man and uh, ready to get back to normal life next week. <laughs> uh, Chris, let's start with you, actually. Um, we're going to say, what have you been up to lately? So you've obviously done the marathon, haven't you? So yeah. um, it's always good when we get somebody new on the podcast. It's always good to find out how they became a town fan, you know, the favorite moments and, and what what keeps you coming back for more like us crazy idiots as well. How, how did it all start for you? Because it's family related, isn't it? Yeah, so my grandma and granddad used to have pubs. Um, so they used to have 
I think it used to be Wagon and Horses. It was then Ricky's Bar. Yeah, yeah. So Topless Bar Maids. Yeah, yeah. It's you know now, isn't it? It's apparently it's been <laughs> yeah. knocked down now, isn't it? It's a car park or something. But um, yeah, so both my um, both my uncles and like my mum, they grew up opposite Leeds Road, pretty much. Um, so as I think I was, I think I was four when first game. My uncle Mark took me um, took me to the what well, I don't know what it was called then. Want John Smith's and what it was uh, McAlpine it was, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I remember one of the one of the first memories I've got. We were sat um, in the direct goal stand, and we were sat like quite near the front. And Tom Cowan, I can't remember who we were playing or what the score was, but I remember being sat like it was like the first ever football match. And Tom Cowan's come flying in from like a like a, a slide tackle, and he hit, hit the ball. And the ball came straight over to like where the hoardings were and it like smashed one of it. And it was like the most exciting thing that had ever, ever happened to me. And uh, from, from that moment on, I was hooked. Tom Cowan's a great place to start, isn't it? I, you know, yeah. he's, uh, I, I went to the old ground and I stood in the cow shed and I used to be able to watch the fullbacks marauding forward in the second half coming down. I think Simon Charlton was the first left back. So it's always good to start, isn't it? With a, with a good left back. I think Josh might have started with Josh. Who was the first left back you saw? Cause you're a little bit younger, uh, would you have been? Uh, Jamie Vincent. Jamie Vincent. Jamie Vincent. See, all good left backs. We've all, yeah. we've all had good. Cosy started probably David Burke, someone like that. Cosy. Yeah, mate, that's right. Yeah. Had, so, you know. We've had a, a run of like really bad like left back, aren't we? Do you remember Robbie Williams? I do yeah. remember Robbie Williams, the Ponty Bull, Robbie Williams. Yeah, Danny yeah. Adams and Kevin Sharp. We've had Sharp. a few, haven't we? Kevin. Oh, don't start me on Kevin Sharp. <laughs> Absolutely don't start me on Kevin Sharp. That's fair. Yeah, let's let's get going, and and obviously as well, let's uh, throw out to the sponsors as well. So this this podcast is sponsored by uh, Magic Rock Brewing. Use our code of AHTTC10 for ten percent off at www.magicrockbrewing.com, and you can see that on the screen now because they've helped us out by purchasing Streamyard for us. So thanks again to Magic Rock; it's fantastic, and um, we can we can do this live again now. So we've got a couple of people in the comments as well. So we've got Adam in there. And look at this. We can, if you're watching on YouTube, we can roll it across. And Adam says his first fullback that he saw was Jack Hunt. Um, yeah, Jack was all right. That one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Adam, uh, Jack, yeah, yeah. Just you after we almost sold it. him to Chesterfield and he came yeah. in and absolutely ran ragged. It's Skilachu got sent off for Arsenal, was it? And he absolutely yeah. ran them ragged, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a good day, was that? Um, right. So before we get going, I want to do a quick shout out as well for Claire Hill on behalf of her lovely husband, Dan. Claire's a big town fan. A big fan of the pod and a cake baking legend. I think she needs to really make one for Neil Warnock and Ronnie Jepson as it stands at the minute. But a big hello to Claire and thank you for your continued support of the podcast as well. Um, all the best. And she she runs a few marathons as well, Chris. She's an absolute workhorse, is Claire, an absolute legend. So I, I've right. got a, a, like a, a newfound respect for people who run marathons because it's, it's, oh, not, it's not like the training oh. was grim like getting myself up to, to to run four times a week was not 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 easy mate i went to the gym on monday for the first time for about six months and what? i followed this plan what? from a personal <laughs> yeah, exactly follow a plan from a personal trainer I've been, uh... and, they, and they did they were like a load of hamstring curls i did about 10 sets of 10 hamstring curls and i haven't and i've got <laughs> short hamstrings and a bad back and I, I've not been able to walk. I've been walking like Thomas Vatslick all week. You know what I mean? Just absolutely, <laughs> my man. legs are absolutely done. I can't, I can't move. It's horrendous. Jesus, on that bot shell. On with the pod. <laughs> I know. Uh, right. So first half. So Warnock's rang a couple of changes, isn't he? Lee Nichols and Jonathan Hogg uh, have come into the side. I, I look at this and I just think Matt, Warnock is an absolute. Hold on, Cos. Let's get fired in. I'll come to you first. But 
Not to do with a game. I want to start before the game. This is football. 20 past five this morning, AM. We, I drive past the working men's club. There's 120 town fans. At 5.20 a.m., there's crates galore, there's shirts galore, there's blue and white scarves, which there's only football can make you just do stuff like this, isn't it? I just couldn't believe it. They're waiting for the buses, and what an incredible uh, support on that as well today. I think the supporters should get the first kind of, before we even dissect the game. Yeah, 5.20 a.m., <laughs> waiting for coaches and stuff like that as well. It was just... Uh, Honestly, I just smiled and kind of shook my head. I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute. I'm just driving to get a lift for this same game. We're all mad around the bed, man. <laughs> we'll come to the town fans at the end as well, because the, the scenes at the end were really good as well, weren't they? And the, the noise when the goals we'll, we'll talk about as well. It's um, a really good following down to Cardiff. And it's, it's, not, it's not a short trip either as well for a midday. On a, a midday it's for Josh. It yeah, is for, well, I don't know, St. Albans to Cardiff. Yeah, it's an hour, isn't it? Train from Paddington's pretty quick, to be fair. Mm, not bad. Okay. Uh, right, let's talk the game. Let's talk about the game, shall we? Um, so Warnock's rung a couple of changes. He's got Lee Nichols and Jonathan Hogg have come back into the side. I I, I look at this, and I think there's two ways you can look at this, because I think on one hand, Thomas Vatslick's been a little bit hard done by, I would guess, because he's been pretty good lately, hasn't he? He's, mm. he's kind of found some form. He's never really looked 100% fit, has he, from what from the keeper we saw in the Champions League with Seville and, and, and Olympiacos later on. Um, but he's done really well lately. So it was a really big call to throw Lee Nichols back in, who's not really played a competitive... Well, he hasn't played a competitive game, has he, for almost five months. Um, Lee Nichols comes back in. But I suppose the other way to look at this as well is that Neil Warnock is, is such a good man-manager and he knows how you know people tick, how players tick. He's a very clever operator. And I would imagine that if you're a Huddersfield Town player and you you're, you look behind you and you see... Lee Nichols in goal and Jonathan Hogg. I imagine that's such a boost, Chris, you know, just to see these two names stood there alongside you. Yeah, I reckon so. I mean, Lee Nichols is just, he's been a bit of a, an, an enigma really, hasn't he? Like he came in, we, we had a bit of a bad run with, with keepers and he just came in and just took the reins and just made us look like a different side, I thought, last year. Um, and I think it was interesting to see afterwards that um, Warnock mentioned that he thought that, that Cardiff were going to be throwing balls into the box. And like you said, like with, with Vaslik, he's not, he's done incredibly well, but he's, he doesn't look massively mobile, does he really? So yeah, it was interesting to see, see Warnock's talk, talking about that. He, he thought that Lee Nichols was a better fit for that game, just in, in particular. So, and I think he, di he didn't have that much to do really, did he? Until, until that absolute worldy of a save at the end. I think what disappointed me, and I feel a bit an hypocrite here, because I've, I've kind of, Maybe criticise the uh, the sacred one, but I had loads of people there saying, "Oh, Warnock knows what he's doing." It's like, hang on a minute, mate. We won't even have a chance of staying up if it was. Do they think it's just like a pub Sunday football Sunday pub team or something like that? Right, you're right, Lee. You know, bloody hell, fire the guy. He's been a bit being tested to hell. We've got Clement, brilliant goalkeeping coach, loads of good goalkeepers in there. You just think that it's just like Warnock's going to gamble the season on, on you know. On, not being sure. I mean, I just thought it was a bit insulting, to be honest, for people to even doubt it. And and really, it's and, and like he did, Chris, he explained obviously the height. And I think yeah. whether that were the you'd like to think that were the truth, but I think it probably even if Cardiff had have been you know shot stoppers or what have you, and that as well, I think it has still probably picked him. But like you said, you pick your best team. And I must admit, I'm, I've been a Vashlik fan, but I don't think it were, I think it would a bit of a no brainer, to be honest with you, and that as well. And 
it was it's uh, really when he's been out for that amount of time it's just and especially because we've been really settled at the back like the change mm-hmm. could but it, essentially it could it could like disrupt it a little bit but when i think like like you say like he's, he's a leader like he's, he's one of our our like leaders in in the dressing room so i think for, for us especially yeah. i don't think it was going to be a massive change like do you know what i mean everyone knows it. it's not like a new keeper everyone knows what he's like how he speaks like how he dominates like Yeah, Lee Nichols is massive, isn't he? He's, you know, he's he's been such a, a big figure for the last couple of years. And like you say, it wasn't a particularly busy game, but there's just so much pressure he takes off just through his communication as well. There's, I, I watched it again late. It was on at half six again, and I started watching it again. And you can hear the ball coming through. And I think it's Helica who shapes to head the ball forward. And all of a sudden, there's this huge shout behind him. And it's Lee Nichols, you know, commanding. And there's just little things like that. And I think Vaslik talks pretty well as well, but you don't hear him from the you know, from the stand like you do with Lee Nichols. And Lee Nichols, you just hear this massive voice, don't you? And he's such a, a good presence at the back. And I think we're very fortunate to have both him and Vatslik, you know, for the for the running as well. And it, it was great to see. And Hoggy as well. Hoggy, um, I got told... Today, Hoggy. He, 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 yeah. he really, did really well. Yeah, and again, when you see Jonathan Hogg, you, you need your leaders on the pitch. And I know, I know people kind of get a bit frustrated. I get frustrated sometimes with Hoggy, but you'd rather have him out there than not have him out there. You know, we discussed against Sunderland that maybe not having Hogg in the team allowed us to be more enterprising on the ball, which it probably does. But, you know, you can also argue that the goal we conceded at Sunderland doesn't happen if Hogg is on the field. So, you know, there are little pros and cons to, you know, picking Jonathan Hogg. But today, it's just his presence, I think, in such a big game where we really needed to win uh, or really needed to get something. Otherwise, if we'd have lost the game, we'd have ended up in the bottom three. I think having someone like Jonathan Hogg, Josh, is just, it is important, isn't it? I, th- I think you can you can say he brings things, he takes things away maybe, but when you've got a big game like that, you want Jonathan Hogg out there, ideally, don't you? Yeah, I thought he had a really good game today. Um, I've said to you before, he's like a bit of a safety blanket. Like, even if he's not playing well, it's just, you know, Hogg, he's been there 10 years now and he's played pretty much like 89% of the games. So, yeah, it's good to have his, his presence in there. Um, going back to Nichols, I asked a couple of people and they all said that they'd have stuck with Vatchlik. Um But um, he's yeah, been I promised would have, Nichols, have. Nichols, because he's been injured. He said um, he said to him uh, about playing, you want to play a couple of games under me, Warnock said. So I think he's always intended to play him if he was fit. Yeah, I think that's a, a good point, isn't it, Cosy? But, you know, we'll, we'll move into the first half here as well, because um, yeah, I think so, really well. Dreadful. Get me. When I got back, I just fast forwarded forty-five minutes right to half time. Mate, I thought I thought first twenty minutes. I thought we looked really good. Like mm. I was I, like we were moving like super quick, like little triangles, pass and move. Putting. I thought we did. I thought we were like first twenty minutes. We were, we were really good. And yeah, then Danny Ward had the chance, didn't he? And Radoni yeah. had one blocked. I thought we started quite well. Like we. I, th- I think when you go away to Cardiff and, and you know in such a big game, I think you need to get the balance right, don't you, between attack and de- you know the, the yeah. attack and defense. I think you have to remain solid, especially when you go away for at least the, you know the first half. And I thought we did that. We gave very little away, and then we actually attacked quite well when we got into position to do so. Karoma again looking lively as well uh, down the right hand side this time. And I thought we we started, and you could just see in that first half there was there was a game there, and a mate of mine sent me a message, and he went you know, sort of just to come to half time, sort of saying, we can win this. And mm. it just felt like the more the first half went, and I know Cardiff had that uh, little spell, didn't they, where they, uh, Philogene, what, I, I, if, I, if I, Cardiff thought, City, 
How if Cardiff City do Jackson not out for him, he's unbelievable. I was just gonna say, if they don't send Michael coming. Jackson for Philly Jean, then then there's something wrong with you know Cardiff City fans. <laughs> Philly Jean's not like a winger. Yeah, yeah. Shamon Cosy, Shamon. Yeah, we just. Uh, I I didn't think uh, we would like go for it from the start. I knew it would it would a bit different to Sunderland where we kind of surprised them. I don't think they expected what we did, but I didn't think Warner could show his hands certainly in the first half. The one thing coming at the game, the point was no good whatsoever to us town. We might as well have lost uh, than and go for it. Then a point a point was no good. Two points are no good. Obviously the wins everything. So you, you knew at half time that especially when it, obviously you've seen it, Josh that. Bungbo was warming up at half time, so I think it was pretty clear. Come on, I was surprised it, uh, it wasn't for Ward, to be honest with you, because it was really weird when Ward Ward carried on playing again, but he didn't. He never. He just looked playing like seventy five percent right. But I think one that's been on record, he loves Danny Ward. Obviously, I mean Cardiff Cardiff fans love Danny Ward. They give him the right uh, ovation when he went off. But yeah, so Ward's going to play at all costs, even if he's not hundred percent. Even a seventy five percent Ward will probably get in over hundred percent roads, but. It was kind of interesting, really, that it would just... It, I didn't see us, like, kind of breaking them down. And it's I, funny funny like, I, I, I think, yeah. like, for us at the minute, the position that we're in and the, the type of football we're having to play at the minute, I don't think... I, I love Jordan Rhodes, but I just don't think he suits what we're, what we're trying to do at the minute. Like, we're not, we're not trying to get the ball, like, into the box, pass it around, get it on the six-yard box for him to put it in, like... We're, we're throwing balls down the pitch, and he's just—I just—he's not got the pace to to get at people. Like he, he doesn't really—he doesn't really suit what what he's about. I don't think so. I think with Ward, especially, like even if he is seventy-five percent, like he's still going to get in people's faces. He might not be—he might not have that extra yard of pace, but he's still going to put put pressure on people. I, I was surprised he brought Rhodes on instead of Waghorn when Ward mm. went off. For the reason you just said, he didn't really fancy yeah. Rhodes, does he? He's not played him much. No, he praised him. I thought Rhodes did well, but I thought it was interesting because to me, there were five or six minutes at a time. It was unbelievable that we got all that at a time in the second half when they should, when they would know nothing happened. But yet, two inches in the first half, there should have been yeah, five. No, there no other. Yeah, but what I thought was interesting was because I expected Warnock to go and Jepson to go absolutely nuts with the fourth official and they didn't say anything and they only put two up because I think they knew, like with all of us, was let's get in there. Let's kind of change it and have a little go. So I think they were quite content just to see the first half out because I, the more the game went on in the first half, no, I wouldn't felt a major fit. But I thought they were getting on top. I'm being honest with you. And it was kind of yeah, we know second half we're going to come out more and have a go. And and, and obviously the change, yeah, Diara's. It's I'll go say it's like, like, weird game today, didn't he? Yeah, there was there was like a couple of moments where like I. I I think he's probably if he ends up staying with us or, or like whatever. I think he's going to be a, a magnificent player. Like you guys have mentioned on the pod as well. Like once he gets that final ball bit right and he and it just clicks for him and he matures a little bit. I think he's going to be an absolute superstar. But there were a couple of times today when like there was that one where he could have put Karoma through and Karoma kind of went mental with him because he, he put ball behind him. But then there were also another weird one. I don't know if you, you remember seeing it. Like the ball had kind of come out to the corner and he's running running to get the ball and he just put the ball into touch and like I, I don't know how he managed to do it but I can just yeah, yeah. he's one of them players anyway he needs to have um he needs to have like a little run he needs to beat a couple of players and then it gets his gets his head going then and then he's got the confidence I think once he gets that confidence he just starts going at people 
exciting uh, player, but yeah, a great sub. But don't you just think that's just where Warnock's experience? Because I think, like you say, Josh, I think I think it, it wouldn't have been the sub that I'd, I'd have done, to be honest with you. I, th- I thought it was going to be Ward for Umbo because I just didn't think Ward were right. But again, Warnock just honestly could put Andy Booth on Cunny and he'd scored. He just, he just got that touch, man. Yeah. He does love war, doesn't he? Play him at all costs. Yeah, they were chatting Danny, Danny Ward with Cardiff fans, and so were we. We're kind of a bit more of a head touch thing that they do in, in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah they did that out. on TV. You, you, guys, you guys were at the game, so you won't have noticed, but there's, there's this. Yeah, they did. I this, oh, uh, did like it, Cardiff thing. Sam Amman were there. That was it, yeah. When he was owner and stuff, I don't know. Yeah, they were yeah. singing his name and he did that, didn't he? Back to them to sort of yeah, acknowledge so them, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it, which was which was it. Um, but yeah, let, let's go into the second half because the second half really is where, where town have, have really shown, haven't they, recently, where they come out in the second half. They're kind of not cagey, but they're, they're, they're sort of stay in the game, don't they, first half. And then the second half, they come out and there's a spell usually around the hour mark where town sort of really hit the straps and, you know, go all out. And and it's happened here. Uh, Josh Hungbo, a player that you you know wanted to talk about, came on at half time, didn't he, for for Diara? Um, and he is a player which has probably been underutilized, you would say, over the last couple of months, considering the impact he had against Birmingham. We probably expect. Obviously, you can't question Neil Warnock, you know, from from the last eight nine games, can you? Absolutely not. But I think after Birmingham, you would have probably expected to see a little bit more of Joseph Hungbo and. He's brought him on at half time, and at the minute, whatever Neil Warnock does, it just works, doesn't it? It just works perfectly. And you know, he's brought Hungbo on. There's a Romain Sawyer's has dropped the ball short. The centre back really should be dealing with that a little bit better as well. But he's kind I'm of surprised caught. he didn't come out. He kind of went to go for the ball, didn't he? And then then sat back and backed off. off. Yeah, he almost stood on the keeper's toes, didn't he? And then Hungbo just shifts it. This just a little thing, just shifted it to one side. He's got a good left foot when he when he bangs one. Doesn't he? That one, he absolutely leveled that. Yeah, I've got some uh, news uh, on the Ayatollah. So, this was originally performed by the singer and fans of a Welsh-language punk group called Youthant. It was first performed by Cardiff City fans at Lincoln in 1990, the day after Youthant had played a gig at Cardiff's Chapter Arts Centre. Youthant's singer had been inspired by footage of attendance at the, of the funeral of Ayatollah Khomeini, which was broadcast live on British TV, doing the movement to express their grief at his death. A lad called Phil Stead, aka Eric the Red from Cardiff, started years ago. <laughs> random. Eric the Red, isn't he? Isn't that a Viking, Eric the Red? <laughs> How random! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fair enough. Every, every, you've got to have your own little things, haven't you? But no, interesting, interesting that cause it yeah. uh, with always with the uh, the tidbits <laughs> on the pot. Yeah, got no hair, but we don't care, Richard Kusmala. But yeah, interesting. But just going back to Hungbo as well, Josh. He was one that you wanted to, you know, yeah. sort of talk about and. When he's on form like that, he's uh, coming in from the right. He's such a such a dangerous. He's such a powerful player. Yeah, it's like you said um, when that Birmingham game, you, you thought he's going to be maybe our, our shining light to get us out of trouble, and that's ended up being pretty much Coroma, hasn't it? To be fair, mm. so he's had to be a bit patient um, on the sidelines. But he came on today and he basically played up front, didn't he, uh, with Ward? And I thought I thought he um, they couldn't handle him really. Um, his pace. He's strong, and as we saw, he's got a great left foot on him. Um, yeah, and at, at the end, he uh, he sort of like collapsed to the floor because he'd given absolutely everything in his spell on and on and off the ball. Um, at the end, I remember when they were trying to pump it into the box. Right at the end, he he got a block in, and that sort of summed up his his work rate really. 
Um, it'd be nice to keep him for next season, but I think Watford might take him back and have a look at him because they've got quite a few players leaving. So he might get a chance there. Whether he works out there, they'll, they'll probably spend some money and get someone else in. So one to keep an eye on. But yeah, I'd like to see him really stay. Definitely, I'd like to see oh, yeah. him get him, get yeah. him a good. Depending I on what, the manager, doesn't it? I think what gives me him a lot of credit is how it started. If you remember how it started, it Warnock's first game against Birmingham, Umbo was the hero. And I thought, this is it. Umbo's in, he's a Warnock fan, Warnock's a fan, and he's going to play a lot of games. And he didn't. And Warnock kind of really hooked him out of the team and that as well. And I don't know what was going on there. It was almost like, I don't fancy defensive way. And it, Warnock's been unbelievable. He's done this with a few players. And all of a sudden, like, it brings them back into, like, the big DR and another one who came in totally out for a few games have come in. And only, it's just either brilliant management or something's changed in training or... It's just it'd be interesting, wouldn't it, to see like what the what the conversations are like, like because I think, like it's we've, we've said already, like a lot of people say like Warnock is just a genius in terms of man management and like getting and you can see that from like I mean if I played football I'd play well for him because you just you can do, yeah. he just kind of draws that out of you. The and way they talked about it, like, and speaks to, like takes them players out, you'd expect like if that maybe oh. if that was Robert Thomas, maybe like would he sulk or would he like any other players like they, they kind of might like take offence to being taken out of the team but I wonder I wonder it'd be interesting to see like what his conversation with it is like right I'm saving you for this and like yeah he, yeah yeah he does something for him because they come back and look unbelievable yeah Headley like, as well. he took Headley out for a bit yeah and he come back yeah yeah and when he got injured he kind of they'd come back but it, it, I mean the Umbo interview after it tell it reminds me of that first interview you remember it's new Warnock man you know like yeah. he's he's sort of like transfixed it's like this cult leaders come in and and Warnock keeps mentioning that everyone looks him in the eye and stuff. It's honestly, it's incredible that you get a man like this. But I suppose eight promotions and Rotherham, Houdini acts staying up, he just yeah. commands that respect straight away. But I just love the fact that these guys coming in who's missing a lot of games. But at the end, everyone's on the pitch together. There's people who's been subbed up, people not involved, people like Clem jumping about. It's it just looks a team full of unity now and. Uh, Everything that it want under Fotheringham and that as well, but I just think maybe it's it just experience for your next experience, but only people behind the scenes will be able to tell you the real truth, probably. On that. Yeah, it's, it's mad as well, isn't it? Good, like I think we've got such like quite a lot of like really young players who probably don't. I mean, you everyone's heard of Warnock, but like they they won't have seen like some of the stuff that he's done. But yeah, it seems yeah. like like you said, they, they look at he said when I'm talking, everybody's listening to everything that I'm saying, and all. It must it's it's, it's fantastic. It's yeah. been a, I think with the younger lads. The younger lads obviously won't have seen him as manager at town, but he's managed quite recently. And also now he's basically like a bit of a football celebrity, isn't he? He's on he's on talk sport. He was at the snooker yeah. midweek. Clips, so, the little clips yeah. you see on social yeah. media. Everyone, all the time, yeah. everyone in football, well, not everyone, but you know. Yeah. Apart from Jason Punchin, but you know, after yeah. he spilled it, I just feel he can do one. So Oh, that was yeah, probably really. one of the worst of all time, that, isn't it? No, Wolves, Luna, Santos, Spirit, they had a great thing on there. There's a lot of hatred for one of what. On that, in that state of day. Not on this podcast, Cosy. Not on this podcast, yeah. mate. The loving from Cardiff. I've never understood it. It's weird. I mean, I know they were up, but the love they had for Danny Ward, the love they had for Warnock, it was uh, it was bizarre. It just normally there's there's a bit of edge, but it really did help us though that they was that because it was weird on it the day before with the game. I thought Reading it would a good equaliser for us, and maybe it maybe it is. But the fact that it made Cardiff safe, I think, had such a big bearing on the game. Let's talk about this because I've got I've got this in the agenda cause as well here, which, which which there were two games. The one that you went to at Rotherham, uh, you were there, weren't you, on a spying yeah. mission for us? Um, two games, two games. I think have greatly influenced yesterday. 
Um, you know, we've been bemoaning Burnley a little bit, taking their foot off the pedal and, you know, QPR winning, Rotherham getting a point, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it was probably our turn really to benefit from something yesterday because, you know, Cardiff winning at Rotherham and I think Cardiff were almost home and hose then. But when Reading failed to beat Wigan, that then meant Cardiff was safe. Yeah. And you just wonder what that does in terms of yeah. um, their mentality. You know, overnight, they've gone from thinking, right, yeah. we need to get a point tomorrow to all of a sudden it's like, oh, right, we're, we're up now. And that's yeah. it's a weird thing to handle. I imagine the preparation would have been on point. And that's why I thought Cardiff were quite, I don't think they took the foot off the gas, but I don't think they put the foot on it either. So it was just kind of a really sort of... If they needed yeah. to beat us to stay up. Absolutely. And, and we should have... We went 2-0 up, Matty Pearson again. What what did we have got our as Cosy calls it, our internal communications group, you know, which is essentially WhatsApp. And Poza put about a month ago who, who who's bottled it this tonight on the podcast because his wife wants him to do some bits and bats. So we'll just get that out there while he's there. And you know, he said, you know, Matty Pearson gave that penalty away against West Brom, didn't he? And then Neil Warnock's never let Matty Pearson forget that penalty ever since, has he? And then Poza put in the pod, he went. I bet he scores six goals in his in the last seven games to get you know to get to keep us up, and that Neil Warnock will never let him forget that penalty. And he's absolutely been banging them in ever since Matty Pearson, and that's probably going to get taken off him because it hits Jack Simpson and goes in. But you know, I'll throw this again to you, Josh. But the three defenders, Matty Pearson, Tom Lees, Michael Helic, my player of the season, have been immense, haven't they, in the last couple of months? All th- and Matty Pearson coming back, playing right back. You know, not exactly a marauding right back, but been so solid, you know, the three of them together, just absolutely take no prisoners. They're such Neil Warnock defenders as well. Michal Helix been, been been attacking, hasn't he? You find him in the box, you know, bringing the yeah, ball down. Yeah, like he's in six-yard box. Like it's amazing, isn't it? Balls across box, yeah. Oh, I, I love an overlapping fullback, but yeah, overlapping centre-back. But, you know, Michal Helix been... He, he looks I'm like a human, human daddy long legs, doesn't he, with his arms and legs, but he's actually far more decent on the ball than he looks. He's a, he's a real top-class player, but... Josh, you wanted to just wax yeah. lyrical about some of these guys, didn't you? And Mark Harrison yeah. has in the chat as well. And crucially, they've stayed fit. So, you know, having a settled centre-back pairing, I don't think we've been able to pull off the results that we have without them too. Helix's been great all season, you know, bar, bar maybe one or two games. Lee's, he uh, start the season, he wasn't hitting the heights of last year, but he's back to his best, really. Um, you don't notice him much, but, you know, he barely puts a foot wrong. And Pearson at right back, I wasn't convinced with him at right back when he first started playing there. I thought he looked a bit uncomfortable at times in that position. But you know, he's he's he's, he's taken. You can't argue with it. He starts Kenyon. That Sunderland game, he was he was outstanding. So fair play to him. And then left back, you know, Ruffles, and still not convinced, but getting away with him. I'll tell you what, it's going back to the scenario before the game. Neil Wayne said to me, and I agree with him, I know this might sound weird, but it were grey and it were arsing it down. And I just think... Those are our kind of conditions, aren't they? Yeah, but I'm just thinking... When teams played on Thursday, they've given all their effort to the last minute and won the game. The fans are coming in the ring. I know, do you know where I'm coming from here? It's like, that's really helping us rather than one of those balmy 70 degrees days that you sometimes get in the last minute where it, it feels different if, for example when Cardiff battered us then it, ironically with Cardiff when in the uh, the Wagner playoff season it was it the boot really on the other foot where obviously we made a lot of changes but we'd, we weren't asked and they were so I thought that really helped us in, in a strange kind of way because it, and, and obviously the result the day before it took the edge off everything and that as well and it, 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 it wouldn't intimidate at all which obviously Cardiff normally is especially in Indian Park before it and 
it just I just think little things like that just helps 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 it's just a little percentage. That that's I'm obviously we'll come on the blades game later on, but it'll be interesting to know. I I were quite shocked to see their win, maybe because they were at home and stuff. I, I didn't expect that Preston had everything to play for. So but it was decent it, crowd though, wasn't it? Decent attendance. Yeah, yeah. It was, he was. That upper tier one one open, but yeah, yeah. just pretty amazing. But the uh yeah, the Matty Pearson bandwagon, just honestly it's the guy. Though, isn't it? Like like I think it was not. It was mentioned quite a bit on Sky today. Like it's not just in defence. Like obviously we've mentioned it's. We've looked so much solid, like so much more solid than we than we had un, under Fotheringham. Like and we've kind of we seem to have like got rid of, of, of like the mistakes that we were making because it was becoming every game there was something just there was like an absolute howler coming from somewhere. But even going forward now, like you look at like Helic, uh, Lees and Pearson on set pieces, it's mad. They're like they all stand in a little queue. Pearson hides at the back and like kind of ducks down, and then they all go separate ways. So they're obviously working on that in training as well, and it's been it's been fruitful for us, hasn't it? I thought Lee was the best player today. He he was inches away from an edit second half. I was yeah. just like he didn't he didn't. Connect. He's been he's been quietly class for a couple of months now as, as Tom Lee. He, he goes under the radar a bit. The one thing you notice now, especially now we put we put so many players forward. Now we've got this license to come forward. So there's obviously we got caught out Sunderland, but today there were a couple of occasions where they had a dangerous break and Lee's made two sensational tackles when they were they were going to get a two on one off. It might have been a three on two break. So and then the little things that don't go. Obviously Pearson's going to get the lord lord praise with the goal, but Tom Lee's just. I mean, I think Warnock had just so many interviews, but I'm sure he said that he was his best player or the first player on the team sheet. He's just mystery level, and I find it quite funny. Yeah. At least. I saw a clip on Twitter at like uh, just earlier, and it was um, just after Matty Pearson had scored, and Tom Lee's goes over and tries to t- tries to tell him that it was offside, yeah. and he turns around and looks at looks at the liner. I tell you another thing as well. I don't know if you've noticed how many times when we scored, with Matty Pearson talking to Warnock having a drink. It keeps every time we see the Scott. Obviously, when he did, when he's not scoring, I look around and everyone else going Matty Pearson and Warnock are having a drink together, just chilling it's out. Like they're out. Yeah, it's like they're in the bar together. Yeah, it's just bizarre, um, man. It's such a connection between them two. Like you said, Matt, that there's not, we've said it before, but Fotheringham mentions Pearson about that, like at West Brom, that there's all hell on and probably. Uh, Fotheringham always used to say, We haven't got your Matty Pearsons. He used I to say it all the time. And he yeah. knew Fothers knew that Matty Pearson was key, didn't yeah. he? But he'd never really <laughs> had him. But the only know, thing he did know about the looks of his results. Yeah, it was good scaffolding. That's what it was. But. But I think he's up with Edley as well. I, I think Ruffles is he's helped with Edley yeah, as well. It's kind of for the, the those people that are, that listen to it on the podcast. We can we can scroll the comments in now from YouTube, which is pretty cool. Uh, and Chris Meehan said Ruffles went about his business very well today. Nothing stand out, just in the right place at the right time. And I think that's actually a really good comment because uh, Josh Ruffles has quietly slid under the radar. He's he's not really done anything to sort of stand out and be amazing, but he's not done anything to stand out and be terrible either. He's just been quite quietly efficient hasn't he and just done done what he's needed to do and he, he gets down the flank and he has knocked a few balls in but because he is right uh, he is uh, he does have Jaheim Headley who's uh, who's protected and let's talk about Jaheim Headley because ah, Josh Karoma hits the post comes out just did you think it was three you're on about tell me how many games right we've won in that black away shirt and tell me no. how many games we've won in this so Keep like it on, Fergie, mate. Keep it on. Ferguson said, win the grey shirt back in the day, win the black shirt, crap shirt, we never win, 
Open the pink. That will it. We'll, we'll clip that out again, on YouTube later, mate, or shall we? But was um, what we're we talking about, pink or Josh Ruffles? We're talking about Josh Ruffles in pink, weren't we? So, in the pink shirt. <laughs> Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. <laughs> We've got it, mate. We've got it. Pink, yeah. Um, pink makes cosy wink, I think. And here we go. Look, Samantha Young's already in there. Pink shirt is the best shirt. Yeah, there we go. Look. There we go. Um Mate, we 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 are better in the pink, aren't we? So we need to keep that next season. But the black shirt, yeah, it's very much like Man United away at Southampton in the mid nineties, isn't it? Where they can't see you. you wear that on a night game and no one can see each other, you know, because you're mixed in with the darkness. But you can't miss that pink shirt for sure. But you know, Josh Ruffles, um, like you were saying, decent. But Jaheim Headley's the one, isn't he, who um, has been sort of supporting him on the left hand side. And Jaheim Headley's been really really good at helping to win the ball up high up the pitch. You know, he's quite a strong player. You know, he out-muscles people. Um, his end product's been a little bit hit and miss, and you think of that miss against Swansea, which could have changed the game, but he, he played well. And then he's uh, today, Josh Caroba, who, again, excellent, cuts in, hits the post. What a shot that is that hit the post. Comes back, and Jaheim Headley, it, it comes to him quick, like you said, Chris, didn't it? Um, if that's 3-0. Fly it flies towards him. Yeah, if that's yeah, if that's 3-0, it's all of a sudden it's like cigars out, and that's that's amazing for the goal difference as well. But it's it's just sort of typical town that we miss that and then concede at the other end, isn't it? The thing is, Matt, what you mean what I really love about the guy, and I think this is what you know uh Neil was saying, he's either gonna be Barcelona or Bradford City, which is quite just where he's in his development, which might be a bit harsh, but he's right. Well, the one thing I really love about him, Matt, he comes back for more, mate. He comes back, he's a fit lad. He likes oh, really? it. But when he makes mistakes, or he still puts forward, he's still giving it everything. And I love to see that, mate. You know, he doesn't go into hiding. And it's amazing. It's, just, it's kind of a breakthrough time for him and that as well. I love his attitude, mate. I absolutely yeah. love it. And he, he just He's just coming back from on, getting forward. He, he forgets about what, he, you know, maybe not he's done. He, he looks like he's just enjoying life. Just like, yeah. what am I doing here? Like, under Neil Warnock, a big game a on... Lot of, a lot of them were like that today, yeah, like... Yeah. A lot of players like proper chasing after stuff. Like I've noticed Rodoni just before, um, just before we scored the first goal. Like we're not giving up on things, which I just love to see because there's so many times this season, like they look like they've given up. And now, like even we, like you've mentioned on the podcast before about um, about Karoma, about when it, when he weren't doing well, he was just doing the same thing every time, cutting in. But like yeah, now, there we today, go. We've still got the conch. Yeah, so. <laughs> he never made it. He was just, he was trying everything 
outside, inside, straight at them. Like he was just like going after it all all game. How good and is he... Rodoni been off the ball as well? He's pressing. He's Rodoni's been excellent, hasn't he? He's. I think he quite rightly took some. Not stick, but I think there were questions raised whether he was ready to start for Huddersfield Town, probably posed by me being an idiot as usual. And there were certain things he that he was probably the early doors. Yeah, I think there was. were things that he was, I think, to be honest, when he was brought in, he was probably ideally second choice behind Tino Andrin, which we all know how that's gone. Um, and then he's probably found himself playing a lot more. But I'll tell you what, though, he's come through a rough spell and he's so good at the minute. He's, he really has earned his place in the team. He's playing really well. And this season will will do him so much good for next season as well. And I think Jack Redone is the kind of player that will keep continually continually improving and we'll see an even better player next year. Obviously, whoever the head coach is next year will have an impact on that. But I, I, can't, like I can't say enough about Jack Redone at the minute. He's really turned it around for me and he's, he's, he's been superb. I feel like yeah. at the start of the season, he looked like he had the, the weight of the world on his shoulders a bit. And now... He looks Since like he scored, you reckon? Yeah, maybe. I think he was playing well before he scored. He was doing too. He was trying to do too much. I always thought Jack yeah. Redone and Warnock. He I think looks, just simplified everything. Yeah, he looks now like he thinks he's a championship player. He looks like he feels like he belongs at this level and, and he can perform. And you got to say Warnock's probably instilled that into him. Yeah. yeah, I think it was just like for me, like earlier on in the season. I just like you said. I don't know if I don't know if I thought he was. I, I admired his effort towards everything and his endeavor, but like. Just you'd see him try like try a shot or a pass, and it was just like I was like, is he good enough? But like, you only get that that experience through playing, and he's he's played like what nearly a full season in Championship. Now he's been ever present, really, hasn't he? If you think about he's it, barely missed a minute. He's, yeah, he's, you know he's, he's very durable. For an, you know, but, for but like now he's got he's, he's got his goals. He's pressing well. Like I think I'm 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 like, he'd be one of the first first players on team sheet for me. It's all that robustness yeah. training that Fotheringham did, Josh. If you remember Mark Fotheringham's <laughs> robustness training that he used to do once a day. Okay, well, um, going back to Umbo, Matt, they took his, his goal was interesting because our one row from the back, so you get a good view eye up. And part of me thought it looked a, a simple finish, but the, the square ball looked, you know, it looked maybe the easy option. But I love players who back themselves and that as well. It was it was a pretty bloody good finish. All right, it would cock up from them, but. He had a bit to do, and there's something special in there when the ball like goes in the top corner and stuff. And that little corner that is just beautiful to we've mentioned it before, and I'll keep mentioning it. Blue, it's that second half attacking your fans, blah blah blah. But it just looked sensational, and honestly, it gives me goosebumps, man, when I've seen it. But I must watch about 11 times already more, and just to see that little corner going absolutely mental. And Ollie Fisher, Jesus Christ, get off my team, <laughs> the fish. Um. So Cardiff scored. Yeah. yeah, Cardiff pulled one back, didn't they? It, it just wouldn't be a Huddersfield Town game, would it? You know, you can't. We can't do things comfortably. It's just not our way, is it? And we don't two nil up. Should be three nil up, and then all of a sudden, there's a momentary switch off. It's not. It's not a really bad error or anything. It's actually a really good finish from their guy. Lovely back here, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a, it, to be fair, it's a good finish. Um, Nichols. Nichols have saved it if he was hundred percent. I don't know, nah. but it's. It's a, it's a good finish, to be fair, isn't it? And, you know, Cardiff back in it. And then all of a sudden, the last sort of 10 minutes, because there's five minutes added on, the last 10 minutes, you you know, you're, you're spent in the shitter, aren't you? You're just absolutely I'm panicking. Pulling right? I, was, I, was, to... I was pulling my hair out. I was like, please. I was like, do not. Do, please, if we're going to hang out on to one this season, I was like, please, this one. I just yeah. didn't I wouldn't be able to manage it if we'd lost that, if we'd have drawn no. that. The mood, the mood in the stadium changed so much from on, on that goal. Before it, 
like Cosy said, it felt like Cardiff they were good. Just their fans, they were off, weren't they? Half of them are gone. Yeah, they were all leaving, and it felt like the team that the Cardiff team they weren't really up for it. Um, we were doing what we wanted, especially when we should have gone three 0 up, and then switch off from a corner, concede, and then all of a sudden their fans are, you know, they're, they're really going for it. They wanted the equaliser, but before that, they didn't really see that asked. I'd say no, what funny. Strange, quote, sorry, Matt, quoting Neil's dad. Neil's dad sent him a text said, "We need a third. And we, I don't, he meant it, and all he want, you know, sometimes you get bantering parents and that. He meant it, and I, I looked at him as if we need a third. We're like, oh, well, we should have been three up there. And then when it was two, we're like, your dad's right here, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> never, <laughs> never question the wisdom of it, wisdom of age, mate. You know, what I mean? <laughs> they've watched town a lot longer than us. They know how it goes. Well, it's but, like um, we went four one up against Borough. I thought we need a fifth. <laughs> exactly, yeah. we need we need 10 here um yeah here's here's one that's come through just backing on adam kershaw says helic or ridoni for player of the year um mark mark harrison says helic for me it's uh i know ridoni's played well lately but helic it's been helic all season and i think tom leesy's second um and then maybe ridoni third ridoni's definitely corona has got to have a shout i think i know oh, late, late yeah uh late yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, Florian Camberry for me. Florian Camberry. <laughs> where's he? Is he still here? He? I don't know. Yeah, Maybe he went with Fotheringham. Josh at Preston. I was there. No, no, He's not again. Thursday night, coming for charity or something. Come on, utility. We need the money. Get it on, man. Up the pink. Oh dear. Um, Right, so I think the last the last bit really is the t- the town fans. Roll it back to the town fans. I, I, they, to me, they came across really well on on TV. I wasn't in Cardiff, but you know I've seen it on TV. They came across really, really well. Um, apart from Cosy at the back screaming about being in pink, and you know the, the noise in the goal. You know the when the goals went, in, the noise was was fantastic. You could hear Huddersfield fans singing the whole way through, and the scenes at the end, Josh as well. You were on about Ronnie Jepson getting a massive. Uh, Massive section of love, weren't you, from the town fans as well? And he's he's kind of like the unsung. Well, he's not unsung, is he? But he's the kind of man who doesn't take as many plaudits maybe as Warnock. Whilst everyone's saying, like I, I'm always saying, I absolutely love Neil Warnock, but I absolutely love Ronnie Jepson just as much as well. Yeah, he got he got his song chanted really really loudly by everyone, and you could tell him which he was loving it. You know, <laughs> he was giving giving it large, and yeah, I think it's a really nice moment for him. And uh, it's, it's good for him because he came back under Stan Turner as assistant and we know how that worked out. So I'm pleased that he's had another go at being a coach here and it, it's worked out well for him. Uh, and also, yeah, I just want to say, like, the stay? mood... Do so, depends, who, depends who the head coach is, doesn't it? Yeah. It's a nice also, thought, isn't it? But Yeah. And also, like, the general mood of the, the players and the management staff was... it didn't They didn't seem like... Obviously, it's not done, so that's that's sort of how it came across. Like they were celebrating it, but it, they weren't celebrating it as if like we're safe. It was like yes, but there was sort of an air of we we know that the job's not done yet. Um, and yeah, obviously we're very aware of that. I know it's that just because the crowd were going woo, so they wanted to yeah. see that thing, and I thought, don't do it. The Umbo were chanting when they were singing. I think he got a bit carried away. To be fair, but must be We are staying up. He was dancing to it. I thought, mate, this. Because, I'm, I'm sorry about the Grim Reaper and that, but it just seems to me astonishing, right, that it feels like we're almost there, and we are, and it, but honestly, it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Sheffield United win on Thursday night, and Reading, who, who must think they're absolutely finished, has got a free hit at Uddersfield on Sunday, but... That's what Joby Mackinough said after the game. He, he, he was asking him, um, like, what... 
what's this going to do in terms of Reading's mentality? And he went, well, if they, if we, if we don't get points at, at Chef United, they've got everything to play for against us. So that's like that's that'll be it. if 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 we don't get anything from from that game, it's going to be it's going to pick them up, I think. But I just, how, how nice would it be if we just if we went over and turned over Chef United two 0 There's also a situation in which we, us and Reading, could stay up, isn't there? If yeah. if we beat if we get a point against Sheffield United and then Reading beat us then and Rotherham lose their two games they're down aren't they? Rotherham got two games have they? Yeah tomorrow tomorrow then. against Middlesbrough but I'm okay. hearing rumours Middlesbrough will be rotating and playing a mixture of youth and B team players as well as some fringe right. players which which is their prerogative prerogative but it seems to have happened a couple of times to Rotherham on this run so you know some of us get lucky some of us we've don't. done it haven't yeah. we? We've done it. <laughs> yeah, years ago. They've lost two of their best players, so we can't moan. But I think the thing is, it's a much new Warnock is just like if, if it were another manager in charge, would be a young, young, experienced coach who aren't been to this depth. I, I think I'm not worried, but I'd be like, oh, God, will the occasion, will the week get to him? But every time Warnock gets interviewed, I know obviously he's 70 odd and he's seen it all before, but he just is like calm, isn't it? He's just the calming him. It's it, just yeah. like. Just not unflappable. No, we just need to keep... So, if it were anyone else in charge but Neil Warnock, I might be thinking, oh my God, this week, but this could look bad next Monday if we bolted it up. But honestly, I just... This man could come into my flat and say it's going to be 100 degrees tomorrow and I'd put me uh, shorts and get me sun cream out, mate. <laughs> I would. Do you feel like, would. You feel like you want to do it for him as well? Like, I want to stay up for him as well as... as well yeah. As yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what the players feel like on that though. It would be one of the best best things, one of the hardest tasks of his career, and I think it was like what it's mad. I, like when when I I thought we were written off, like probably eight weeks ago. We were before, dead, weren't we? We yeah, were dead. Like, oh, we were dead. But it's mad when you look at when you look at the teams we've played, like proper like top six, all of them in, in like consecutive matches. Yeah. And it, it was just unbelievable when we when we won them three games on the bounce. Like I would have never thought we would have beaten them. Yeah, I'd lo- I'd love to ask him if he honestly thought at any point like that we weren't going to do it. Like you know what? You know, just, he'd always say he, he felt he would. We would though, wouldn't he? I don't think he'd ever. If, say if you ask him in private, off the record, I think he he might tell you. He might say, "Oh, I thought." I, we rem- I remember that interview after the Coventry game and with Raj Baines, and he looked absolutely shell shocked. I think obviously we knew Burnley were going to probably do a job on us, but he looked to me that that was the moment where I thought he looked and thought a bit off more than I can chew. I think yeah. he never say it because obviously with the Helic mistake and but the way we folded, he I think I, I I'm not a psychologist, but I would look at his eyes that interview. I just thought like we all think we're 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 done here. I mean they're a bloody good side as they've shown since since, but. That, I think that the nearest you got, Josh, with that game, that Coventry game, where it was just like, yeah. maybe it's not this this time. Yeah. And that, that Millwall result came out of nowhere, really, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's, it started, wasn't it? that's, that's where the yeah. run kind of started a little bit. For me. Yeah, it was kind of, kind of second confident. half against Norwich, wasn't it? Because like Cosy always oh, goes yeah. on about half-time versus Norwich, weren't we? we? We were bottom of the league, weren't we, I think, at that point. And we just were eight points behind, maybe, at that stage. And then Karoma's fed Wagon and Wagon's... Um, Forced own goal, hasn't he? And, no, we haven't and scored then, and then, yeah, because he's still, he's still adamant that that was a brilliant finish from yeah. Wagon. He's still not I, seen I it. Thought it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of us say stuff like, um, "It's a good job I'm here." It's like it's good. Whatever happens, it's good that I'm here. Which to me was like, sort of not accepting it, but warning, like I might not be able to pull this off. 
But this, this, this go down fighting like bullshit. Next Monday night at five o'clock, if we've gone down, well, but at least we went down fighting bollocks. Yeah, there ain't going to be a person be. in that stadium that'll be well, like. I, I fully agree with you. But if we imagine in this scenario, imagine we'd have kept fothering them and we'd have just been crap, like absolutely crap oh, to end yeah. of season. And we never had this bit of a pickup where we've actually started to believe in it. Like, mm -hmm. I would rather, like, obviously, I'd, I'd much rather stay up and I won't be, I won't be happy at all if we went down, but. I'd, I'd take this over fothering them until end of season and just getting yeah. battered every week. I think, yeah, we yeah. have more chance of going back up, I think, after what's happened than if we'd yeah. gone down as we were. Don't you feel like, because I know you've said all season, like, we, we feels like we're going down, like we deserve to go down. The way the club's been run, we're asking for it. But now, don't you feel like we deserve to stay up? And if we didn't, it'd be like a massive shame. It will be. I think we've got to that point now where if we don't do it by next Monday, I think. Yeah, it'll feel like a failure. I mean, again, it, it was quite interesting when it cut into the stands, seeing Dean there uh, with Lee Bromby and that as well. Two obviously massively under fire figures uh, this season at Othersfield Town for various reasons. And everything just felt kind of... You know what? It's just a, such a shame that Reading did what they did yesterday because that would have just been a perfect ending, wouldn't it? It's kind of doing it at Cardiff and bigger way following on TV. But no, I'm weird, Josh. I think it's just got to that stage now Well, if we don't do it. But... Sheffield United, yeah, that's what I know. It's, it's just what we have. To, I know it's we have to concentrate on what we could do and that as well. It's it's going to be fascinating though what their mentality is and that as well. And it was really funny listening to a couple of guys in the concourse. that says, "I bet one up today we're going around all kind of people saying congratulations. You're glad you've stopped up. I hope you you're well and, and all yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. games and stuff." You, and I noticed it with you. Well, I don't think I, whether it means it or not, but he was saying today, Paul's done a great job and I'm pleased with it. You know, it's just like it's just little things, smart things, isn't it's it? The master, isn't it? It's the master, it's the master telling it. It's the master. It's just, it's it, really. it's just being it just has everyone, doesn't it? Just like little puppet master Neil Warnock, isn't it? Just everyone just like on strings like this. He's just it just Matt, knows what threads to pull. It should be full on Thursday. It's it should be. It should be full. It should be. It's behind the red bone. It's shit. You don't get any replays or out. So anyone thinking, oh, watch it on red, but red bone is shit. You get no replays. Garbage. Get to the stadium, man. Come I'm on, surprised they've done ten pound tickets for the last couple of games, like they did last season. You know, when they were trying to get. I don't think you should have to players. really at this point. I think like it should, like you said, Cosy. I think it, it should be full. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get. I won't get up for um for Sheffield, but I'm gonna try and come up for for a Reading game. Hmm. Yeah, it's I'll, just... be, I'll be at both. Yeah, it's it's I'll gonna be. Back. Hopefully that's just uh, nothing on it because I don't think. But well, you know what? There's times though this year where you've gone to places and and obviously the fathering thing, but you turn so many people off. The the away followings have been pretty drab this year, Matt, and you've mentioned it a few times. But to, to see it today, and I know I didn't think we'd take more than a thousand, even with the you know the free buses and stuff like that. So also to see that corner, like where's holiday journey, getting up at silly o'clock, but. You're sacrificing a full day, really, aren't you? And that as well, to there about eight hours, eight and a half hours, nine hours on a bus or a car, or whatever. Well, it just reminds you of that other seal town at, a, at about. It just makes me really proud, you know, to see there's people today watch that from kind of a normal other seal. They'll look like, wow, that's amazing. Look at them fans going mental. It means something to them and that as well. And it's just like the commentator were brilliant. One of you, I can't remember who it was, but he said, this club just refuses to accept it. Daniel Mann, isn't it? Daniel Mann's really, 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 the best one. I think he's the best one, Daniel yeah. I think I'm he said, said something like, um, York, your Yorkshire voices are piercing the air of South Wales. I was like, yes, it yeah. is. Yes. He's class. He, he named our podcast, did Daniel Mann, didn't yeah. he? With, 
Tony kept mentioning and the crowd are going nuts and this and that and the other because they appreciate what an effort is to come from Cashville. So and even on them fans, which I know there's everywhere, the away days groups on Facebook and Twitter, and you always get look at state of that following. And I know they were a Leeds fan, even put today. You know, I'm not a fan of Ulster Town, but respect, great following. It was just a great day for Ulster Town. I just want to I really enjoyed I went to um, I went to Watford away and that were that they weren't, they weren't a, a great deal of us, but I mean, I'm still not over the fact that they don't serve beer in, in, in the away stand. It's outrageous. It's <laughs> outrageous. <laughs> but like that was that was obviously it was a, a great win for us. But we were loud that day as well. Yeah, I was, I was sat in the the um, I, I got hospitality day for free for that. So I I was like watching the town fans and they were great that day. And you and never uh, invited any of us, Josh. That's absolutely well, you know. I know we're still there. They were serving beer in there. <laughs> I know we're still a pre- preview yeah. of content here, but I just, how do you think we'll approach it on Thursday night? Uh, is it going to be similar to cagey stuff? Are we going to, is it going to be a Peterborough job? Uh, sorry, a Barnsley job when we keep all the ball for 10 minutes and nobody moves to shit yeah, out? We can't keep the ball. We can't play that game. It'll be banging into the corners to, and trying to keep got to go at them straight away. I think we yeah. have to. Yeah. got to play to win. Yeah. Play to draw, you end up losing. They're fasting. Do you think a lot's going to depend on their mentality more than us, or, or do you think you should cut that out? So about us, well, I sound like uh, yeah, yeah so. both are they? Because they're they're a good side. Yeah, there's no there's no getting away from it. They're, and they paced to Preston four one, didn't they, yesterday? So they're definitely they're not, not they're not on the beach either. They're not they're they're still going more's the more's the pity. But hopefully they they decide to go out on the piss all week and just like phone it in on Thursday. That'll do me fine. You know what I mean? So absolutely no qualms if they want to do that. What's Matt, the relationship like with Warnock? Because it's what's uh, what? I don't think it's not as good as what I thought it was. To be honest, no, it's uh, not. Shepherding no. fans' relationship with Warnock, does he? I think Chris Wilder might have had something to do with that. I think that might be a part of the. I think some yeah. of them, but yeah, I think some of them probably outstayed his welcome. But it's yeah. Sheffield people are, you know, the morning about Darren Moyes give him ninety six points. He's, he's being bloody unlucky. Oh mate, the ninety three. Honestly, Sheffield. If Sheffield Wednesday don't go up, it'll be it'll be an absolute travesty, won't it? With it, it's the most points to never get automatic promotion, isn't it? Ninety three or something. Oh, they're on ninety three, aren't they? But they could get ninety six. It's absolutely mental. Honestly, the quality of the league next year with Ipswich coming up, Plymouth coming up, maybe Sheffield Wednesday, and then you know you're expecting to come down. Forest, fingers crossed, Leeds, fingers crossed, and Southampton. You know, it's not going to be a shit league next year. Good, you know, like when that game against Arsenal the other day, Southampton are, are yeah. pretty decent side. I just think, like going going back towards people, you'll have had it. Everyone's had it. What's what has he done? What has Warnock done to mastermind this? The one thing that I've kind of settled on today after seeing us again is, I people are getting forward. We're, we're getting forward in more numbers. We don't come forward a lot, but we get forward in more numbers, and it seems it seems to create this culture that. I'd go for it and I won't have a go at you if you don't happen. So someone like Edley and other players, a, a, a gambling mod, Brudonia, where maybe, I could be totally wrong here, but Father was like, you know, there's a bit of a fear factor there and that as well. And I know we're winning it, breeds confidence, but there just seems to be gamble. Could just Chrome another one, just back yourself. Your strength, use your strength, mate. Father might, we're watching this thinking, hang on, mate, I told the lads to do this, it's exactly the same, but it's just how it feels. We seem to come forward a lot of numbers, I think now. Yeah, cause it. Listen, anyway. <laughs> let's move on to let's move on to other news. So, uh, recently in the, I think it was the Belgian press, we've been linked with Gauthier Gagne, um, who he seems to be doing a bit of a dual job at both sort of Oostend and AS Nancy, and he's managed to get them both relegated in the same season. I'm not sure if that's a record. Um, 
<laughs> he oversaw a relegation, I think, from the championship at Barnsley, but he's rebuilt them. He rebuilt them in League One quite quickly and they, they came straight back up. Um, he's been linked with leaving to come to Huddersfield Town as a, sort of a CEO. I'm not entirely convinced by this one at all, uh, if I'm honest. Um, I know he's, there's, there's probably some... Barnsley fans will tell you that he was quite decent there, but the, the two relegations, you know, since he's left Barnsley don't really fill me with a great hope. And I, I prefer the old director of football route. I'm still sticking to the go get Chris Markham from Bolton thing. Me, I'm not, I'm not interested in. Are we actually doing that? Because I saw, I, I know, I saw you. Um, I know you mentioned it in the pod, but is is there any substance to that? Are we gonna, are we gonna have a look at him? Um, I don't know. It's, the thing is, I think they're just waiting for the... This This is the other reason why I don't really believe the stories. They seem to be waiting for the... The takeover's got to go through first before they can realistically approach people. Um, What happens if it falls through? Do you know what I mean? I'm sure they've sounded out maybe one or two people for different roles, but I would imagine that if anybody's in work, then they can't really do anything until, until you know, the, the takeover goes through. And, and hopefully that's sooner rather than later. I think Mark... Uh, I think Dave Baldwin uh, flew out not so long since to try and finalise a few things from from things that were posted online. So, you know, maybe we'll hear something. Maybe if we go safe on Thursday, maybe Kev will come over on, on Monday for Reading and do a lap of honour around the pitch. You know, who knows? Uh, who knows? It'd be good to see. I think that, yeah, that, that's the thing, Matt, for me. It's PI, yeah. Vegan. If we can just stay up, because it's not like a normal other season. When have we ever finished the season without a manager, without a either kind of new owner, he's obviously director of the football, who knows what's going to happen next. I think it, I do think it's exciting times and it doesn't take much in this division to go as we've known ourselves to go from just scraping up looking nothing to all of a sudden challenging that a go. The season card prices, we didn't really nail that on the last pod, obviously the one before you probably mentioned it, but I was stunned. I thought it was going to be £100 more. So the fact, again, everyone hopefully should be on board. The people maybe who fell out of love with it a bit, you know, will be back on board at Honestly, I, I think it could be exciting in times ahead. Just hope we can just get this extra point because, again, I think everyone loves Kevin Nagel's tweets at the moment. And uh, Nagel really, Mania is like, running wild, isn't it? Went, what was this one today, Matt? Are you sorry? It's a bit weird, on it? Like, it's not weird. It's not weird. Say? Let's let's. Uh, if, he, he started using lads, hasn't he? And it seems to have pickled a couple of people. Memory with that wine glass. It's just I love when he keeps oh. seeing the interview picture, though, doesn't it? If you don't take over now, it's going to be the you two months of combo. You have to love how town played in Cardiff today. Control, controlling your own destiny. Congrats, Neil. Lads. Fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be a t-shirt in club shop, isn't it? Neil, yeah. lads. He's yeah. <laughs> becoming a bit of a um, a cult hero already without even doing anything, isn't he, Kevin Nagel? It's quite, it's quite funny. I think everyone quite likes well, his, his demeanour, don't they? It's the tash. It's all about the tash. You can't not like a man with a decent tash, and that's what that's, that's what it's all about, isn't it? It's gonna be it comes across well. Yeah, it's just it what, comes what across about? very likable. And he's, he's there's there's a podcast interview he does with somebody, and he's he's like he goes on about how he used to wrestle in something, and then he, in brilliant, and and then he's like, but and then he run about him. Would you ever put the spandex back on? And he's like, yeah, I'm ready to fight Khabib. Nugurm, whatever his name, Khabib Nugurmov, right now, if you, if you put him in front of it, it's like, I have to leave him as well. And it's only tweets and stuff, but one of the big questions is why would he, why is he taking over? And I think it's clear that he's, you know, he, want, he wants to be, uh, he, want, he, he wants to be a fan of the club, doesn't he? He wants us to do well. So it's, it's reassuring. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think all that when when it happens, I think there's probably a lot of questions. I think I think town fans are just enjoying the the Warnock um, hysteria for now, aren't they? They're drunk on on Neil Warnock, so I, I don't think Kevin Nagel's probably at the front of their minds really. I think once the season finishes, I think that'll be it, and we'll be like, right, once it's complete, let's have you know, let's uh, let's know what you're about, Kev. Let, what what are your intentions for our football club? You know that sort of that fatherly, yeah. uh, that fa- you know that father daughter kind of. <laughs> It's good to have it sorted out and like subconsciously, I'm sure, to have, as Fothering would say, to have that clarity. 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 In 13 games, it kind of Neil Warnock and, and Ronnie has like united the club and the fan base again. How many times on here did we say, I've, I've got no affinity with these players, the club, but obviously the quietness with it, obviously the talks going about the owners. It, it, I just don't, obviously, just. Please to God, we can get it done on, on Thursday or Sunday. I'm sorry, Monday, worst case. But it's like, it, honestly, Huddersfield Town, it just reminded me of day just seeing everyone coaches pile in at 10 a.m. It just, honestly, it means so much to so many people. And we're, I think sometimes we, I mean, you're going about as maybe like we we kind of talk a bit as bit down on you, obviously. I think we should be aiming a bit higher and being bigger as, as kind of fans. But when, when you see that turnout today, mate, it's, I just think massive, mate. We're it, massive. We're, we're, honestly, it's like we should stick our chests out and be proud and fingers crossed. Exactly. I keep saying that. Yeah, we we talk. I think we have. I won't call it an inferiority complex, but I think when you sort of situate, you know, situated like we are, you've got a bunch of arrogant twats to the right, to the left, below. You know, we, we're sandwiched between Manchester, Leeds, and Sheffield, aren't we? Sheffield Wednesday, if you like, and you've got quite a lot of big-headed people who talk down to you. I think sometimes it maybe catches on a bit, and we do talk down about ourselves, which we shouldn't do because it's a great club. It's a disgrace. Martin See, Sykes I'm, says Sacramento Kings are winning. Don't start watching basketball. Yeah, Andrew Tomlinson's comment. Awful sport. Awful sport. Andrew Tomlinson's comment there, just to, just put that on it, because that that's just where it's so dangerous. Reading must be thinking they've done the fans. They haven't won a game, like you say, there since Feb. Don't you just think this is... Anyone, 2001 will always... I've been called negative on other groups that I'm in, and that's well, because I can't believe it since, but... 2001 will forever haunt me. I think mate, I hate comments. Andrew, Andrew's sort of quite rightly going. Reading haven't won since February. Yeah, it's something like February 25th, isn't it? The last time Reading I won. I hate that because that means they're due a win. That's that's what makes me. Andy Carroll off bench. You can see it now, can't you? Like Pete. Oh, Carroll. we struggle also, with Andy Carroll. We struggle. Also, the fact, the fact it's Reading as well, and we know what happened. 2017. Yeah, they always don't they for 2017. It's. Oh, I don't, I, do you know what? If we, if we get that. a point in midweek, oh. if we get a point in midweek and they beat us I'll, and they stay up, I'll be like, yeah, all right, fair enough. They've sold out their end, Reading, haven't they already? They've sold out their end, whether they'll all turn up. I down. think they did that before before the result against Wigan, yeah. though. Um, mm-hmm. So whether they all turn up, I don't know. I just, it depends, doesn't it, what happens Thursday? I think the thing is, Matt, it's the differences. And like again, I think McEnough mentioned it. It's like, uh, and so did uh, Jamie Mackey. We're also playing well. They're playing with a lot. Of, I know it, we do an habit of just doing stuff that just makes no sense but there's a lot of confidence the lads look can't wait for the next game it's yeah it just I thought we'd win today and, and I, I think Thursday would be fascinating I, I just think it's a free hit for us again and the goal difference though is a funny one isn't it though because obviously we don't want to lose on Thursday but what could we end up with level goal difference and stuff we're reading and that as well is that is that yeah, well that's what we're on about if that if we'd have gone three nil up against Cardiff we'd have had three goals on Reading so if we'd you know, we'd have had to lose against Sheffield United. And that, you know, say we lose by one against Sheffield United, we'd still have two goals on Reading going into the game. So if they could beat us 1-0 and it'd be all right. But as it stands now, it's flipped. Because if we lose to Sheffield United, our goal difference is 
probably back to where it was. So that means that if Reading beat us, they will go above us on, on goal. Just got some breaking news on my trick. Kevin Nagel's pulled out of the uh, talks for us due to Samantha Young abusing his moustache. Uh, unbelievable <laughs> comment. That. That's an unbelievable comment, Sam. So Sam, look what you've done now, man. Respect the touch. Because <laughs> Kev might walk away. Never, you can never not trust a man with a moustache. Don't look too far back in history for that, by the way. What's Dominic Critchlow doing by there? Romany, if you're watching, mate, what are you doing, mate? Cosy's going wild, isn't he? What are you doing, man? The wild man of the podcast. Right, I think that's all we've really got for this week, unless we've got any other business, unless Cosy wants to have another go at someone else on loan at Bradford City or anything like that. Matty, do you have a go at Matty Daly or anything? He's wherever he's at, Harrogate, wherever he is. It's going Danny Grant. Just then, <laughs> really, again, Kian Arrett on the pitch. Everyone on the pitch is a group just towards that away. And there's people there that's not getting in the, in the team. It just, everyone just is, it's beautiful, isn't it? When your club, when everyone's on the same page and fans, players, it's, oh man, when it clicks, as we know, like when it's promotion. So when it, when it's the opposite, like we've seen this season, it's, it's just a beautiful thing, man. And that as well. And we must be only club, apart from Vachlik and, uh, Humbo probably now, but they had the worst January. We've had a week of, January made us weaker, but honestly, Warnock can't even have a transfer window. If we stay up, man, it will be absolutely sensational. That table we're doing rounds, what were we, 12 games to go? We were, what were it, eight behind, were it? Eight points yeah. at one point, yeah. Yeah, wow. We've, we've turned it round. It's the Neil Warnock effect, isn't it? So I think we'll call it there for this week. We've gone over the hour, haven't we? Uh, Josh, thanks for coming on. Good trip today. Cozzy, the wild man of the podcast, as always. Chris, thanks for coming on. It's been thanks great to have you on. We'll definitely pleasure. have you back if you'll if you'll come back. And uh, what we'll do is we'll roll into the credits and uh, we'll call an end to it. There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight And all while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today And then the bells will ring so merrily Every goal shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Automate delivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.